Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Style That Binds Us podcast. We are very excited to welcome Kelly Rutherford and Molly Hanton of Sovereign Collective to our show today. Over the years, Molly and Kelly have picked up pieces from their travels around the world. When they returned home, they often couldn't locate the brand since many of them might not have had an online presence. The two joined forces to create an e-commerce site called Sovereign Collective, and it features styles from hard-to-find brands from around the world. During the episode, we'll learn why they started the company, how they find brands for the site, what the mission is, and so much more. Thank you both for being here. Thanks for having us. So excited to learn about it. Will you tell us how the two of you came together to create Sovereign Collective and what the mission is? Molly, why don't you start? Okay, I will. Um, Yes, so we both had kind of had this concept um, when COVID started. I was in the fitness industry and just had been an entrepreneur my whole like adult working career and loved to travel. And I always loved all of the beautiful finds that I would um, come across when I was in my favorite cities around the world. And it was my favorite way to shop. And then obviously coming home and having clothing and accessories and art um, that was, you know, not from Target or any other website that people here tend to have all the same clothing. And then it would, they were always conversation pieces as well to have that unique look. And then also obviously very special to me if it was from Paris or London or Bali, wherever I had been. And so as being an entrepreneur, I always thought in the back of my head about creating this, you know, someone should do this, someone should do this. And then when COVID hit and I was in the fitness industry, it obviously opened up a lot of time for something, um, else and and also opened up the idea that okay we can't travel i would why this is such a good time to open this opportunity up for the brands and for the shoppers so i had just kind of started trying it out with a little french website of just french brands and then really wanted to expand um and at the same time kelly had been you know just helping all these small brands by sharing them on her social media. Um, She travels to Europe a lot. So obviously would get to know the brands and and had the same passion that I did for these smaller businesses and brands, really creating beautiful and unique things. And a lot of them in the slow fashion movement. Um, So we were introduced through a mutual friend, Yasmin, who has the Behind Her Empire podcast and is just wonderful and really saw that we both were aligned in this. And then we met and just started building it together. It was really, it worked out and we really aligned from the very beginning. That's so wonderful. That's so great that she connected the two of you. And another thing I was thinking about when you were talking is that when you go somewhere like Paris now or London, you don't have a lot of time and a lot of the things you can get in America anyway. So the things that you all are offering, it sounds like they're things that you can't get at Saks in, you know, in New York city or whatever. So I think that is so important because it's a real issue. You know, when you go over there now, you're like, I think we knew there was one brand for a Lepage that you could only get in France. You could not get it in America yet, but, um, that's not the norm. So I think that it's wonderful. And I'm curious to know how y'all discover the the brands. That's a good one for Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I love discovering new brands and I just, I don't know, it's a natural thing for me, I think, to sort of want to search Instagram and all of that 
for different emerging brands and just for something unique and different. Because again, I think living in big cities, you know, you're exposed to the bigger brands and they have big marketing budgets and, you know, people kind of behind them or stores behind them. And Mm -hmm. I, you know, whether I'm traveling or it's even in my own city, you know, it's fun to discover sort of these smaller emerging brands and sustainable brands and um, female businesses. So it's, it's been, um, it's been really, it's been really fun. I mean, to, to go down that path of discovery and during when we were all kind of at home there in the last few years, I, you know, sort of discovered even more. And I just wanted to support some of these brands that, mm-hmm. that are really artisan brands. I mean, it's sort of, it's real artistry. It's, it's, you know, and a part of it is keeping the artisans alive, you know, alive and well in terms of producing stuff all over the world too. I've always found that really interesting. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. We highly encourage everyone to visit the site. It is a feast for the eyes for sure. And many of the brands, even us have not heard of. So will you tell us about some of some brands on the site that we should know about? Oh mm, gosh, there's so many. There are. <laughs> we have over 400 now and oh, wow. we're just uh, onboarding sort of by the minute. So it's, it's, um, wow. yeah, I think, it, you know, a lot of the brands we've discovered and then others have sort of heard about us. So it's, it's a combination wow. and yeah, that's pretty much how we've done it. Right, Molly. I mean, we both discover new brands all the time and then, or other brands recommend brands to us yeah. in their cities. Cause part of what we do on the website is a city guide. We have our brands sort of share their favorite places in their city because mm. so much of the time when we travel to, we get sort of a journalist's view of a city, right? But we don't always get sort of locals and what they're, and particularly people that are artisans or into mm-hmm. art or fashion or what, you know, whatever jewelry making. Um, so it's, that's been a real like fun thing for us and to do a shoppable magazine, which we thought would be interesting too, just a digital shopping magazine where you can look through and have a city guide, learn about our brands and, and from each city, sort of a more behind the scenes of who they are and why they started and, and sort of their ethos. And then, yeah, a city guide um, recommendation for their city. Yes, that's exactly true. Finding the per city brands is really exciting. The other cool thing is we've gotten to know a lot of the founders personally. So one that I've gotten to know well and really love the product they make is out of Barcelona and they're Nina Blanc. It's a husband and wife and they, you know, work with artisans um, and they hand make all of the products and uh, work with their factory owners and their seamstresses and the clothing, both Kelly and I have a good amount of, and just absolutely love. It's such high quality and it just Mm-hmm. tell that it's something very unique. And every time either one of us, I think, wear it, we get a lot of questions and compliments because you can, you just, you can spot that difference. And then another one that we're hosting the pop-up in London is Anna Mason and Kelly's worn some of her just really stunning dresses and her space and the work that she does is just so. Mm-hmm. Really yeah. Cool. She has her atelier upstairs. So it's yeah. really cool. It's oh, that's so cool. Wonderful. I'm looking at the pieces right now. Nina Blanc looks so, so pretty too. I love the um, the price point too. It's nice. Yeah. There's really great things about your site. First of all, you need to know that you, you're going to block out a, a certain amount of time because it yeah. is like, you know, if you were going to 
a market in London or Paris or somewhere, and you weren't going to just rush through it. There's so much to, to look at and to learn about and at different price points and all of that. And I just think you're just doing a wonderful job. I really do. What I saw on the site, I think you even have like sparkling wine and things like that. (laughs) We do. And we're going to try to grow that section, but we have a wine partner who curates wine called Sip Center and they curate wine from small vineyards around the world. Wow. Yeah. Magnificent. That's really amazing. So far, what are y'all finding to be your most popular items? Is it one city that usually people like, obviously, is it, is it Paris first? And then they learn, you know, then they go out from there. Paris, um, London and Barcelona definitely have gotten the most traction so far with Paris probably being the top. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of a safe bet to begin with. But Barcelona, Barcelona, that is a whole new idea for fashion for me. I love that so uh, much. Yeah. And they just have so like, that's, it's been really interesting too, is we've just seen how different, like every city's fashion is and that, right. you know, London is very like, uh, yeah. together and classic and stunning. And then when you get into the Spanish brands, it's like colorful, fun cutouts. Yes. Legs. It's so fun to see. Yes. That. Absolutely. It's like the Colombian brands. Yeah. Yes. Very stunning as well. Will you tell us a little bit more how Sovereign Collective is different from other e-commerce sites? Yeah, well, I mean, Molly can talk about this too, but it's it's more of an Etsy model where each each brand has their own store that they were not in wholesale, so they can, mm-hmm. you know, curate their own stores, and okay. we take you know a percentage at checkout. So it's that's why it's called Sovereign because each brand can kind of do what they want to do and express themselves creatively. Um, we're more of a marketplace for them to be and to share them and, you know, have a place for them. Interesting. I didn't realize that part. That's so interesting to me. So it's sovereign because they can each have their own place and it's collective. It's like a, it's like a marketplace, like you said. Yeah. I just love that. It's it's brilliant. Yeah. It's just, it's like you were saying earlier, it's just nice to tell these stories, you know, to kind of know, know what, you know, what you're buying. It's, it makes it more fun these days. You know, there's so much out there. There's so much information, even though there's a lot of brands on our site, I think it's super easy to navigate. It's super simple. You know, you can search, you can search by city, you can search by product, you can search by designer, but you know, I think it's, it's fun to say, let's see all these cool new emerging brands from Spain or, you know, from France or from all over the world. And the website is so interesting to me for that reason. You have different categories, sort of things that make you want to click on it and go into that space. Yeah. Yeah. And we have even just ceramics and art and, you know, we're expanding so that, you know, yeah, you have fashion, but you also have other mm-hmm. other forms of art and expression too. So right. it's fun. Yeah. It's really fun. It's unexpected. I know the people that I, that are my clients as a wardrobe stylist, they're a little overwhelmed with how much is out there and how much doesn't resonate with them. Yeah. There, And I feel like going forward, I think people are going to go to places online and in person that they know the personality of the people that are curating the collection. So for me, because of who both of you are, 
people would know, okay, if they like your style or if they know something about you, they would be really drawn to saying, I wonder what in the world they've come up with. This will be interesting. And so your, your whole site will have a specific, you know, vibe or personality, even though it's all different brands and everything, I feel like it's an expression of, of who you are and your personalities. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely curated in that way. Once you sort of have all the names and labels and all of that, and you're, you basically kind of sometimes feel like a walking billboard for the brands, you know? Right. So it's nice to, you know, have an alternative to have something. Yeah. Like you're like, you know, that this Mm. was made in Mexico by these local women who have studied how to make this certain woven fabric for, for, you know, they learned it from their grandmothers. And it's also energy, you know, so much of, I think where we're going on the planet is energetics and and knowing the energy of the pieces that we're, we're wearing or that we're, Mm -hmm. and how we express ourselves because, you know, for so many years, we've, we've all kind of, I don't know whether it's women going into the workforce wearing a pantsuit, you know, or, or or wearing heels. And now it's like, well, maybe we can, you know, be more feminine and we don't have to, we can wear tennis shoes with our dresses or weekend, which is happening a lot in in the Scandinavian countries and even in Spain. And, you know, and also like be more feminine. And like you were saying, just know, know where it's all coming from and you know are these being mass produced is this something made in a small village in portugal right you know and it feels different i mean when you wear it and i know that for me it's been just trying on different it's almost like not costumes but different ways of ways of dressing like we're so because you know i mean i dressed a certain way for a certain number of years and of course you think it's creative and it's beautiful and it's in it's but it's a way of expressing ourselves and, you know, we can be more creative or eccentric in a beautiful way. Plus as cultures become more connected. So as you know, we're, we know more about the Ukraine, mm-hmm. we know more about the Cotswolds, we know more about right. Portugal, you know, and, and these artisans, it's fun to incorporate them into our style yes. and our world. Yes. You know? Right. I feel I've come to think about it as creating your and curating your wardrobe is kind of like building an art collection mm-hmm. and it doesn't have to be multi-thousand dollar piece. It's just something that has a story behind it that means something to you. And and with, with Delia and I are people, you know, send us things often and we wear them out and about, and we love to talk about the brands to people, but it's always like, Oh, we'll send you a link, you know, but now y'all can say, Oh, it's on the website. Yeah. <laughs> so great. <laughs> so great. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. Tell us um, how the brand has evolved since the first launch. Are you all about to launch a new a newer website? Or is- yeah, we're moving to a new website. So wow. we, well, we're migrating to just kind of like front and back end. So we just, you know, learned a lot through our brand. Our whole goal for them is how can we make it easier for you to be discovered, you know, uh-huh. in the U.S. and in other countries. So we got to learn a lot through that first process and um, things, you know, brand-wise took off very quickly, getting up to 400 in just like the first month. Mm-hmm. So we learned a lot of feedback that way and from our customers and what they want. So we're kind of doing a redesign um, on the front end and then also uh, making things easier for our brand partners by connecting to their back end with some mm. technology. 
Right. That's great. It sounds like, like the idea behind what you're doing is lovely and basically like a, Oh, well, of course, why didn't I think of that? But when you think about the logistics of all of this, it is, it is intense. Yeah. yeah that's where it gets to be. I mean, but it's fun. We, that's, I, I always look at like any entrepreneurship as like, basically your job is to solve a bunch of problems because right. if someone else already had, then it would already exist. So <laughs> we're that's getting to so do true. that. Yeah. yeah. It's ever evolving. I think, you know, businesses yeah. are, yeah. you know, we, we learn yeah. more as we go and evolve, you know, as we go, we did a soft launch so that we could do this and take the time to do all of this, you know, mm-hmm. and it's been, it's been a really fun learning experience. And, and like Molly said, it's been so fun to get to know all these, these designers and mm-hmm. people. So it's, it's, um, yeah, it's a very unique way to do it. It's beautiful though. And it really is beautiful. And I feel like one thing about COVID, I feel like people are more open to why not, you know, I I want to go to this site and order something from a brand that I've never heard of and, and wear it to work instead of that pantsuit that I've always, you know, had in my brain was the rule for where I was working. The rules are kind of out the door. It's the wild west and you all are coming up and evolving and being flexible as, as more and more gets opened up to, it sounds like to me. Yeah. Yes. I think there's a, there is this, I mean, consumer research even shows the same thing that because of COVID in some ways it highlighted big business for small business. And mm-hmm. I think people are, you know, and the whole fast fashion trend is dying out and people are really like Kelly said, paying attention to the energy of, of the mm-hmm. things that they purchase and who actually at the end of the day is are getting those dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's this famous like TikTok video of the reaction of a small business owner when they get your order that comes through versus some giant business that right. gets millions of orders a day. And right. when you think about that, like it feels so much, you know, different and good to know that when your order goes through, it's really actually affecting one human being that's incredibly excited and thinks mm-hmm. and when you wear it you kind of feel that beautiful energy. Absolutely. Yes. Could not agree more. Yeah. Yeah. And Kelly, we absolutely love your Instagram in the aspect of the positive, the peace, the love. Y'all have both mentioned energetics, which mom and I are learning about. So would either of you like to share more about your thoughts on that? Oh, that's definitely Kelly. She's taught me a lot about that too. <laughs> well, I don't know that much about it and how to exp- how do I explain it? Um, I think we all feel it. We feel each other's energy. We feel the earth's energy. We feel when we go into nature, we feel certain energy with food. I think, you know, when you eat something healthy, you feel a certain way versus if you eat something that's been mass produced and, mm-hmm. you know, may have no nutritional value in it. Um, so I, I guess that's this, the most simple way to to describe it. I think everything holds a certain amount of energy and life force to it. So I guess it's being, you know, aware of that in terms of everything from our choices have that energy to them to, you know, everything we're doing during the day. Not that we, you know, have to be aware of it all the time, but just an acknowledgement that it exists is really beautiful. And, and when you live your life that way, it, it mm-hmm. starts to al- align differently, you mm-hmm. know, and you attract different things. So. Yes, very much. I think that what you put out, you get back. 
kind of thing as far as the energy that you're putting out into the world. Yeah. And we can really shift the energy too. I, uh, I believe we've been sort of, and I, I don't mean in the sense mm-hmm. of like, I know we can all go in and make things happen, so to speak, or whatever. But I also think through our thoughts and intentions, you know, very much so we, we've been sort of in the, kept in the dark about how powerful all of that is. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, if you grew up, let's say, with prayer, you understand the power of it or mm-hmm. different, you know, mm-hmm. from different walks of life. But that it's a similar thing. It's just, you know, we are where we put our focus Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, the energy goes in, in all of those directions. So it's, um, mm-hmm. it's just about, and, and that's why I think I'm getting quiet or meditating or focusing on love or focusing on these things, help us align with more of it, you know, mm-hmm. and create more of it. Wholeheartedly agree. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Earlier today, the Today Show was on and Penn Badge, is it Badgley? Ben Badgley, yeah. So he was on there. Yeah, I think he has a new podcast or something. I didn't really get to hear what he was saying, but I thought, well, wow, that's so interesting since you were about to be on the podcast. And Delia and I have such great memories of Gossip Girl. She was in, I think she was maybe in high school then. So we watched yes. it together. But obviously you were my favorite character on the show, <laughs> being a mom and being so glamorous and so fabulous in every way. And also being, you know, kind. And I just thought you were, you were just a highlight of the show from that whole experience. How has that shaped your personal style and fashion sense and things like that? Oh, well, thank you. Um, it's, you know, when I started Gossip Girl, you know, I just remember, you know, talking about intention or energy thinking, I want to represent mothers in a different way than they've been seen. You know, mm-hmm. we've sort of been not even not stereotyped because there's many different types of moms, but I just wanted to, you know, yes, a different, different, a matriarch, but who also wasn't afraid to say she was sorry and was, you know, was going to mess up like every mom does <laughs> so, because we're human, right? Whether right. it's in our, our own love lives or, you know, when our kids, you know, we're not always going to have the perfect response to every surprise that our kids bring to the table. So, right. um, it was, it was, yeah. And I was a, a new mom at the time. So it was a really interesting time, you know, experience to play the mom of mm-hmm. older kids while, right. you know, having babies at home. Um, and at the same time, yeah, I think it was more like what's possible as a mother, you know, is it, it's possible that, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just would thought in terms of our humanity as women and, mm-hmm. and mothers, you know, well, you really nailed it because it made being a mom glamorous sort of, and also mm-hmm. like you can still be you and be a mom, you know, you can, you can go out and do interesting things yourself. You could be the lead actress too. You didn't, you know, it's like once you became a mom, you would, you know, you take second, second row and everything it, the emphasis is always on the kids and everything. So I think that it's so interesting to hear you say that that was your intention because you really, you really did it. Oh, good. Well, thank you. <laughs> did my best to represent. Did you did you have input on like what the clothes that you were going to wear, or did you care about fashion before? Did that inspire you? To, you know how how does the fashion from the series oh, yeah. relate to you? 
Yeah, for sure. So for me, what was exciting is, you know, is coming in and bringing in like Verdura and Van Cleef and Arpel and Verwang right. and like all of these designers that, you know, I had, I've always loved. And, mm-hmm. um, but depending on your role and, and the role you're playing, it doesn't always make sense, right? Like right. if I'm playing the head of the DA at the DA's office or I'm sure. playing a government agent, like you're not really going to, you know, I'm like, hey, how about Burberry, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm like, there's some good brands that have some really good power suits like that. You know, there's only so much you can do. Whereas this was like, Oh my God, this was a buffet. I was like, Oh my God. Okay. We have to get Hermes. We have to get Laura Piana. We have to get, you know, Brunello Quintinette. We have, I mean, it was just so much fun for me. And a lot, you know, Eric Damon, who's a wonderful costume designer, but he was young when he did it. I mean, you know, he was incredible what he did, but, you know, I would request things, but he would bring in racks and racks of clothes. And then, you know, we would choose. So a lot of it was in the beginning, just finding out who the character was. And mm-hmm. for me, I've always loved the Upper East Side and loved the mm-hmm. sort of old school, traditional, beautiful way that women dress on the Upper East Side. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, really fun, really, really fun. And Eric did a, an amazing job of bringing wow. in all the yeah. cool stuff. And so did you. Next week, I'm going to, I'm going to be at Mark Ingram's Atelier. Oh, nice. I know. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there a scene when you were there? Yeah, he had, yeah, we had a scene with him. I remember exactly what I was wearing. Oh, you did? Yeah. I remember I had a scene with, I think it was Rufus, was, or Matthew was with me in that uh-huh. scene. Yeah, I remember. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Yeah. Do you have a favorite moment? I mean, how can you have just one, but from the Gossip Girl days or filming? I always love the scene with a lot of the scenes with Ed Westwick. Cause I think that whole relationship with a step child and step parent mm-hmm. is really an interesting mm-hmm. dynamic that, you know, it's kind of been explored, but not, you know, I just, I thought it was really an interesting thing. Oh, yeah. And so I really loved our relationship and the scenes with him. And he's such a generous, wonderful actor that it was, it was just really nice to work with him. Oh, every single person on the show, but sure. it was I liked that that dynamic and a lot of our scenes together. I liked that too because he was a different person. You know, he was a mm-hmm. he did show the humanity. I always think about that. This is an aside for sure, but when you're around like teenage girls and they are talking about some hot boy or whatever, but you know the mom of the hot boy and you know at home he still likes chocolate milk, you know, with dinner and mm-hmm. stuff like that. It's kind of like around you, he, he would, could, could be seen as, you know, as someone sort of like a child where he, and the other scenes, sometimes he could be so, so evil. Yeah, of course. And I think, you know, we're all kind of objectified, right? So you're right. Like as a mother, I mean, everything changes when you become a mother because you see everyone is somebody's child. Everyone. It's like the whole world becomes, oh my God, that person, whether they're bad, good, whatever, not really bad or good, but you know what I mean? That you see, wow, some mother and her story and absolutely. You know, so it is, it changes. And I wish I had had a son before. I, I mean, I've learned so much about men having a son. <laughs> it's like, I wish somebody, I wish I had like learned this before. I wish I had, you know, had to wait to have a son to understand men more, you know? Exactly. You finally understand. You're like, oh, oh, okay. I get it now. You know, it's not what we're told, you know? It's like, 
the girls are tough and the boys are more sensitive, you know, and then right. it's it like, I don't know what happens. Like all of a sudden the story changes and I don't think it really does. Mm. You know, I think we've just been sort of had to play these certain roles, but, oh, it's, yeah. it's, but men are so healing. I don't know. I think what's going on in the world is such, it's such an interesting, isn't it? Anyway, it's a whole nother podcast, but yeah, but it is very, very, very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Super interesting. Who knows where it's going to, where it's going to go. Yeah. Well, I think we have to speak things into existence, you know, and I've really been saying this a lot and I believe it to be true that men are so healing. Um, I know so many of the men in my life have been healers for me, women, obviously too, but, you know, and nurturing and loving, but there's something when we aren't, you know, being a part of a movement and we step away, if we step away from the labels and the movements and not that history hasn't happened and things haven't happened in our past, of course, but it's the same way in any relationship going forward. You can't bring all the past into your current relationship or you're just never going to move forward. Right. So I think like globally, it's the same. We can't bring all the past into the conversation today or we're just not going to move forward. So we have to start recreate, you know, yeah speaking a new way of being because we've been we've been a lot of this has been set up in society to divide us you know like it's not yes it there is the reality that these things happen of course but you know so i've started kind of down that path of yeah different speaking something different into uh so smart so smart because once you kind of understand why a person might be the way they are if it's been going on for generations and everything and it's it's a it's a guy for example you can see their humanity you understand it it's not like every man is bad you know which i think has sort of been a conversation in the last few years you know men don't appreciate that very much in their no, and it's the opposite. You know, I really believe that it's just a balancing. And the more we can kind of speak that into existence and know that a lot of it, yeah, has been created. Right. So because if we are all working together and we all are in appreciation of each other, right? We're powerful. Right. So it's And do you think you learned this because of having the sun? Well, I learned it for in many, I mean, obviously just along the path of my life in general, learned that appreciation is important and no matter what relationship, whether it's with your, you know, your friends, your lovers, your, your husband, your wife, whatever your, um, your children, people you work with that appreciation is, is so incredibly important. Um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and cause we each bring, we each bring things, you know, and to appreciate each other for them Mm -hmm. rather than looking for what's wrong. Yeah. Is, um, Good. Yeah. It's a, it's, it really changes everything. Molly, you made a huge pivot during 2020 from fitness to fashion. Would you like to tell us about that journey? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, there it's funny. Cause I always loved like fashion and shopping and clothing and jewelry. And it was like, I never got to wear it because I was always in movement mm-hmm. and sweating. And so most of the time when I got to dress up, it would be when we would go on trips and we would travel. And I would always really look forward to like outfit planning and then shopping while I was there. Um, and then my husband always would joke that like I had closets full of things and I wore 
black Lululemon all the time. <laughs> so, um, it was really, it was always a passion of mine, but just something I didn't get to tap into. And I loved fitness and I still really appreciate fitness, but I think it was also more of a piece of my life kind of in my twenties. And then it, uh-huh. I, I fell into it in a great way because it was kind of like a side job that I did for fun. And then it became my career, which was really enjoyable, but it's a beautiful like business and lifestyle, but it's also kind of a challenging one in many ways to do for your entire life because it's very exhausting. Uh-huh. Um, so it was beautiful. And I, I think I learned what I, what I got to really take away is I learned so much about just operating a business and leading big teams and different personalities, uh, and young teams. Uh, and that was really fun, especially uh-huh. to be able to do, uh, in, in my twenties. And then this had always just been something I really wanted to do. And I think for me, like COVID at first, it was really devastating mm-hmm. how it didn't work out in, in that business, but it wouldn't. And obviously COVID was a devastating thing in general for the world, but for me in particular, it would not, I don't think I ever would have made this move or this switch. And it's already just so cool to see, you know, where my life has gone, um, making that kind of a forced change. Um, and now being able to do something that, that I always loved and, uh, the connections with people across the world, uh, has been really, really cool. Um, and something I'm just so thankful for. Oh, that's so great, Molly. It really is. It, it makes me think about like, just don't spend too much time trying to understand or being upset when yeah. end. because when you look back, it's always like, Oh, that makes sense now. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. Yes. That is so well said. It's like you can sit around and wonder why, or just get moving. (laughs) Yeah. Almost be like, okay, well, if that door closed, I can't wait to see what, what's going to be better. What's coming next. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speaking of what's coming next, what is next for you two women individually and for sovereign collective? Oh, fun. <laughs> well, we're doing a pop-up in London, I think, as we told you all. So we're very, that's kind of just next. And then, I mean, our big focus right now is moving to our um, updated design and website. So that's kind mm-hmm. of live and sleep that. And then from there, like having started the pop-ups, it'll really be exciting to continue to kind of have that type of footprint and develop that side of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, because we really, a lot of, I mean, a lot of these brands are so beautiful and so incredible to discover online, but man, when you like feel, touch them, it's like, you really get to experience that next level that they bring. That's great. I can't wait. I want y'all to come to New York city for sure. Yes, we want to. Yeah, we want to for sure. And it's, it's actually really fun at the pop-ups for brands to meet each other too, that are on the platform. So it's a great way of bringing everyone together. It's, it's really, really fun. Yeah. So yeah, we're, I'm just excited about continuing to, to grow Sovereign Collective and working with Molly, who is an absolute dream to work with. And I'm so you know, thankful, um, truly for her and her and her inviting me on this, this journey. So yeah, just to continue to evolve. evolve How old old are your kids Kelly now? Oh, my, um, Helena is going to be 13. Wow. Like a week. (laughs) And uh, Hermes is now, he's 15. 
15. Wow, so they're growing and, up. Yes. Wow, you have teenagers. Oh my gosh. Yep. Yep. Scary yeah. and fabulous and fascinating, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you couldn't have put it better. Exactly. All of, all of those things. <laughs> and they're the best. We use them for, they, they've given both of us such great tips in business. And I always tell Kelly, and they'll have to be our little models someday. Oh my God. There I know our tall models. Yeah. I know. Yeah. They love it. They've, they've, um, it's been fun. That's yeah. great. Let's see great. what we're doing. Yeah. Where can people find you personally and also Sovereign Collective? Um, yes, oh. on Instagram, we're just at Shop Sovereign Collective. And then the website is the same, shopsovereigncollective.com. And then I'm just MB Hanton on Instagram. At Kelly Rutherford. <laughs> That's great. And I just signed up for something. Is it a newsletter? I signed up for something on the website. Yes. Yeah. And that'll be kind of starting up again as soon as we're to the new. Okay, great. Okay, Yep. good. That's what I want people to do. And then when do you think that the new version will be live? I think one or two weeks. Oh, wow. And it'll keep, it'll continue to grow because we're migrating. So, but yeah, we're very excited about it. So exciting. All great things. Can't wait. Can't wait to see you. Well, you too. Thank you so much for taking an interest in this and and being so supportive. And we really appreciate it. Absolutely. We are so excited about it and sharing the information with everybody and continuing to learn more about Sovereign Collective. Thank you for tuning into this episode on the Style That Binds Us podcast. If you like this podcast, make sure to tell a friend and subscribe. You can be a part of growing with us. Also, do you know about our weekly newsletter? You'll get access to exclusive content in our newsletter that we don't post anywhere else. Our newsletter comes out every Tuesday with the exception of the third Thursday of the month for Allison's special Celebrating Life After 40 edition. Head to the bottom of the Style That Binds Us website to subscribe.